one more time. It's Carl Pooling coming at you, not live, and not very late-breaking, from the confines of a 2010 Honda Civic. I'm your host, Aaron Mankey, and this is more. Wow. Wow. Did we get sued for that? I don't think we can get sued for that, because that's called parody. A, a small Jewish man just tapped on the window and took my entire wallet. Wow. He just said, you know what you did. You know what you did, and he said, your house is mine. I don't have a house. I know. Yeah. The one you have in the this future. This guy doesn't even know that I rent. <laughs> can you get sued so hard that they take your entire rental complex? Yeah, they definitely can. I've seen it happen. That's insanity. Yeah, exactly. Well, good, good for them. Good for them. Really good for them. Good I mean, for them. to be able to sue that hard is really impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him. Absolutely. I hope he has a good life. I mean, I know Ilhan Omar is going to try and call a missile strike onto him. Oof. But that's right. I've, every time Ilhan Omar... Did you know, just for kicks, Okay. Ilhan Omar said that the UN should take over the crisis on the southern border of the US. Like, literally, she's she's trying to gain, gain political points, and her pitch is, we should give up our national sovereignty to the UN. I mean, here's the problem with that. That's actually becoming more and more a thing people believe. You know? Like, what is? Like, there should be, the cohort of nations should take over national sovereignty. Like... Oh, yeah. Which is, like... What I'm trying to say is, oh my god, I agree with you, that's super depressing. And at the other time, I'm like, ah, I saw this coming. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure, like, sure. You know what I it's mean? It's still like, Planters Peanuts. Yeah, it's it makes me very sad. Like, the only reason she's scoring points on that, when you think about what it actually is, like, the issue, the macro issue is that there is a congresswoman that wants to give up national sovereignty. Right. That should, like, people should find that insane. Yeah. The problem is, is that giving up national sovereignty, so I can't even speak. But, but like, here's the other Can thing. Can you please see, say the word I'm trying to say? National sovereignty. Right. Sovereignty. The problem is, is that even right? Now nothing sounds right. Soup. Cancel the show. Okay, cancel the show. Restart. But, 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 but like, the, pro the problem, oh, hold on. the, pro it's the not, problem, it's actually not crazy. Because, like, that is basically what the European Union did, was a bunch of their politicians give away national sovereignty to each other, and even the right to cross borders, borders in some instances, if you're part of the EU. That's like, true. And, and we that's, see that, how that, well that, that went, is, Boris Johnson. Well, that, exactly right. I mean, like, that's why Brexit is such a thing, right? It's because, like, people are like, wait a minute, what have we done? You yeah. know, and, like, we didn't really even think about it. We just did and now our constitution really doesn't make a whole lot of sense i agree but we are the we are the embodiment we are the national embodiment of the middle finger no we, literally our founding was based on breaking sure. away from the greatest empire that had ever uh, been on the face of planet earth sure us and, and the indians are pretty rad yeah exa exactly <laughs> we, we, well uh plumbing helps but the yep. point i'm trying to make is that anybody that thinks that that's american in any shape or fashion is a nutcase and, but the problem is, is that now national sovereignty means Donald Trump's in charge, and and that got to get rid of it. Triggers people so hard that now they're like, yeah, you know what, you go, Ilhan. It's like, are you guys crazy? Absolutely insane. Anyhow, absolutely crazy. Uh, in other news, Nikki Haley's still a a complete goddess. I mean, like we just know that like 2024 is like Nikki Haley's year, right? I can't wait for Nikki Haley to become the first woman president. I actually come think, on. Well, hmm. I actually think there's a... Okay, well, that's that's today's show, so I'm going to leave it there. Uh, studio enhancements. Bum, ba -dum, bum. Uh, oh, well, I have to say what she did. 
Oh, there was an actual thing she did? Yeah, her, oh, okay. her foreign policy just continues to be the greatest. The student hands will um, happen later in the show. I'm so sorry to all of those who have been disappointed. Yeah, well, okay. it's just a slight delay. It's a slight delay. Just hold on. It's a Nikki Haley delay this week on Carl Fooling. <laughs> it's a Nikki Haley delay. I love them. Um, <laughs> okay. So she, her, she tweeted out about the uh, situation in Hong Kong. Right. And, uh, and China. And she says that we have to let China know that if they, if they use violence or force against the protesters in Hong Kong, all kind negotiations stop. Uh, there's no more There's no more trade, there's no more BAU. Legit. And she's like, the reason that that's the case is because this disincentivizes violence. Yes. It has to be our stance. And she's yes. 150% correct. That's why when Trump said last week, or a couple weeks ago, that uh, he hoped that it worked out for all sides, no. Nope. No. The government is there to protect the people. That, at least that's what a government should be. That's one of the and that's not what the government in China does. But Nikki Haley, once again... Teeing up and knocking one out of the park, Haley Shapiro, twenty twenty four. Um, that's actually one of the reasons that I think one of the more grosser aspects of Trump's um, foreign policy is that he kowtows to foreign dignitaries far too quickly. Yeah. I, I, even one way to think about it is like soft dictators, like Putin. You know, Jing. You know, he, he just very easily, and Kim too, just very easily like, man, I want to have this great relationship. And he, he sees himself as this great negotiator that everybody likes, but also can bring the hammer, which don't really coincide with each other very nicely. And it's like, he, he really struggles in doing the hard right thing. Yeah, um, I, I agree. He cares anyway. too much about what people think. Um, yeah, even people that are totally and, and bad And the people, people on the left right now just had an aneurysm listening to the, our podcast. Sure. But uh, it's true. He cares too much what these foreign dignitaries think. Yeah. Um, Back all right. to studio enhancements. I thought about vacuuming the floor this week and I didn't. A I'll get there. mental studio enhancement. Yeah, it was like mental preparation. Maybe next week I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, listeners, write in. Do you ever close your eyes and just think about the studio enhancements? Just imagine what it must be like. Think about a car. All right, you're done. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right, pretty much done. it. Put some crappy SM58s in there, and you're good to go. Exactly. Some All right. Really bad mics. Um, roadkill this week. Yeah. I totally Chris, already forgot what it was. We Chris decided, Matthews. Oh, never mind. Chris Matthews. Uh, so these this group, and we I'm not getting into it because I don't care. It's so pointless. Um, but you know in full Media Matters reactionary style, this group on the right started putting together a dossier of old tweets that are made by reporters at the New York Times and CNN and MSNBC, a bunch of it anti-Semitic stuff, a bunch of it um, just generally gross nonsense, stuff calling for violence. So they started gathering this list, um, which by the by, literally is what CNN and MSNBC and the New York Times peddles in now. Fuck. I think it was on... I can't tell you M how many news articles I've read, like on every website imaginable where it's like oh news and people react on Twitter and most of the article is yeah. like 15 different Twitter tweets. explodes and, and then you like, click on them and they're from they're from eggs with 13 followers yeah and it's like oh this one guy got a good one on someone it's like is this news and is I, this what it is now I know what everyone's thinking the Carl Pulling channel only has like 14 followers yeah that's fine my personal page has like over 100 so like I'm a, I'm an influencer I, I um, have I have like 30 followers on Facebook get out of here Hunter okay bye so at any rate um <laughs> It's just, it's goofy. Um, and so anyway, then Chris Matthews and all the organizations basically lose their bloody minds. Not to mention that the New York Times has spent the past two and a half years literally doing nothing other than funding foreign doc or acquiring for, uh, foreign dossiers that were full of libel and lies and 
uh, sure. different nonsense about about Trump right. and uh, smearing him on the Russia story. Not to mention MSNBC just made an entire story on a Rachel Maddow show about a fake uh, source, effectively, but potentially fake. I'll, I'll it might be true, although there seems to be public uh, public records. Uh, he went he went on the that guy who said that yesterday went on the record today and apologized and, and, and said no, it was a mistake. Yeah, so. well, he said it was a mistake to report it. Yeah, because it was unverified. Sure, but but, but that's like there saying, seems to like, be pu- public records available that disprove everything that he said. Sure. Anyway, the point is that they they'll peddle in uh, they'll peddle in lies and rumors much less things that people actually said that aren't important. And now, when it happens to them, Chris Matthews gets on his show and is like, how dare they attack the free press right. by listening to the things that we say? Right. It's, it's like, uh, that's literally what you ask us to do every day. And when we do it and say, hey, I don't like what you said, now we're attacking the press, you are a joke, Chris Matthews. Yeah. And everybody is laughing. Yeah. I, I think... I think- this is a this is a whole nother thing and just how we handle ourselves online. Yeah. This is this is one of the things like the dating thing where I think technology can solve this issue, but we're not interested in solving the issue right now. But if we sat and thought about it, we definitely could think of some easy things that we wanted to do that would solve the issue. And like anonymity, anonymity, anemone, whatever. <laughs> anemone. Uh, and yeah, is like I think that has to go, and I th- and I'm not sure what the solution there is, but like the fact that you can go online and call yourself Bongwasher420 just just can't <laughs> just can't fly anymore. Like, and I, and I, I think I think the or or we just Hunter to, said Bongwasher420, and what everyone listening to the podcast heard was he's never done drugs. Yep, I've never even seen a drugs once. Um, um which is yeah, but but I mean like. Yeah, like some something has to be done there, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but like there are some obvious technological things that we could do that would fix a lot of this that we are unwilling to do because let's be honest, we like the chaos. Oh sure, yeah. Twitter is a fun place to go to get in a, in a nonviolent fist fight. Yes. Yeah, I I got into uh, some Twitter fist fights this week, and you know what? You punched. It was, it was wonderful. You punched really hard. It was I'm proud of you. But didn't hurt anybody. It was no. lots of fun. No, lots of lots of digital tears were not shed. Because that can't happen. I cried a big digital tear. Right. Um, at any rate, let's get into the topic this week. Dun, 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 dun. And this week we're going to go down an uh, unorganized rundown of all of the loon bags that are running for president on the Democratic ticket. I think there are, on the last count, there was 4,763. Let me check my math. Wow, yeah, that's exactly right. How did you know? So, the, uh, there's oh, a bunch... Oh, Christian Gillibrand just dropped out. You're off by one. Oh, 4,762. I don't remember. I, I made I, the I, number I, up, guys. Yep, it's a um, At any rate, there's a billion of them, and they all suck, but they suck for different reasons. Yeah. And suck to different degrees. And so we're going to talk about the width and the breadth of the sucking of the multiple candidates on today's show, just because it's uh, it's important to kind of have a digest, a biography of these people. Do you want to start at the bottom and work our way up? And I don't mean that, like, I'm not going off by a specific full poll, but there's obviously, like, some cream of that crop, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. May, might I suggest Andrew Wang first? Yes. Okay. Persona non grata Andrew Wing. Right. Um, I, I think he is one of... I, I actually think his personality-wise and how he treats people 
He's one of my more favorite candidates right now. Oh, he's he's top of my list from the field. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know who mine is. Maybe maybe after we have this conversation, I'll have a better idea. But but he basically believes UBI is the answer to everything. Yeah, and he's, he's a, wrong. He's a, he's a single issue candidate. I don't believe it, it it solves half the problems he makes it out to be. But it's he's very honest about it. You know, he's very upfront. Like this is what I believe. This is how I think things will get better. And that is what I'm campaigning for. Vote for me, yes or no. And if you don't, at least I'm putting out what I think is the right solution into the public square. The thing that I like about Andrew Yang is yep. that he refuses to play identity politics. Correct. Now, he invokes it sometimes, but he doesn't play that game. He says we need equality for everyone and these kind of things, and he thinks UBI will help that. But he's the one that's making the, the circuit on the conservative talk shows trying to reach sure. out and cross the aisle. He wants to have a conversation. He's not one of these uh, AOC-style candidates that wants to call everything that cramps her style racist. You know, And for that, I applaud Andrew Yang. I think he's a guy that knows how to disagree properly, and I think that he is totally infantily wrong about economics uh, at, at the outset, but I, I don't think he's dangerous. I think he's stupid, not dangerous. Yeah, he's shown up on Ben Pe Ben Shapiro. Ben Pachiro. <laughs> ben Pachiro's show. Ben Pachinko. Uh, ben Shapiro's show. He's been on Dave Rubin's and he's been on Joe Rogan's. I think he was the first uh, you know what? I take it back. I think Tulsi Gabbard was the first Democratic pres presidential candidate to show up on Joe Rogan's show. Alright, so let's let's move to Tulsi, but let's wrap him up real fast. Sure. The thing about uh, Andrew Yang is he's very strangely not getting coverage commiserate with kind of where he's polling. Um, and there's a couple... Is, is that true? I, I thought he was pretty much on the bottom of the heat. Oh, well, I mean, he's, he's low to the ground for sure, but when he was at the debates, they would literally he would start answering a question they would cut away in four seconds I like it was it was a little strange yeah, yeah yeah no and i think i think they see him as quite the anomaly and don't really want to pay a lot of attention to him yeah and, he definitely has no backing from the media sure and let's let's not kid ourselves there's a huge list of candidates and andrew yang doesn't have a cramp doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have a chance i'm mispronouncing all the words today yeah you know? this is just a, a master class in mispronunciation I'm, I'm really feeling good about myself right now sure okay so tulsi gabbard uh tulsi um she's a pretty moderate democratic candidate yeah um the thing that you it was her and that one weird old uh klobuchar. White, white dude oh no not amy klobuchar no uh the dude who were kind of trying to rein in the, I don't remember this guy's name. That's how little he matters There's to so me. There's so many of them. That yeah. was trying to rein in the excesses of some of the more extreme candidates during the last debate. Okay. Uh, when they were talking about things like, <clears throat> they were talking about things like uh, Medicare for all. He was one of the guys that was like, um, it, he and Gabbard were the two that were like, why are we trying to take away other people's uh, health, health insurance? insurance? He was the one that said that said had the quote that was like why do we have to be the party of taking stuff away that was his quote i can't remember him but they were kind of trying to temper the red hot radical steel of the democratic candidates field yeah during the debates and then tulsi gabbard absolutely full charge hadoukened <laughs> kamala harris into oblivion yeah um i think we talked about this on the show already at one point but you know, debate one was, you know, everyone being as radical as they possibly could, and then Joe Biden getting absolutely clocked by Kamala Harris. Right. And then debate two was everyone kind of 
maybe trying to temper that down a little bit while other people, you know, upplayed that card of, you know, Wild Progressive and then Tulsi Gabbard flying elbowed Kamala Harris for what she did to It was Biden. really great. She gathered up all of uh, the Kamala Harris-themed gaff. Sure. Uh, Infinity Stones and snapped her directly into oblivion. It was pretty amazing. And it was it was so funny to watch it in the poll reports afterwards because she went over her um, her character as a prosecutor and there was this really hilarious clip where Kamala Harris made light of like smoking a joint. She was on um, like a hip hop talk show program. Yep. And she was like, "Yeah, I've smoked I've smoked a reefer." And everyone's like, "Sure you have." Sure. And then she was like, "What did you listen to when you were smoking?" joints she was like oh snoop dogg which hadn't even released his first album at yet at the time that she was in college when she was talking about it. so it was like totally just a lie right and just to try and win points in the weirdest like bigotry of low expectations pandering way i can imagine right and then and then um gabbard was like i don't think that it's cool that you are a prosecutor locking people up for drug crimes in california while you were smoking weed yourself and making light of it yeah and it was just like Boom. Yep. Um, it was real fun to see uh, the identity politics and the pandering fold in on itself. Like uh, one of the dream catchers you make when you're a child that you like put the different numbers on and count it up and then figure out what house you're going to live with. And it, <laughs> it like folded in on itself and created this interesting, uh, this interesting conglomeration where now Kamala Harris is living in a shack with one of the inbreds from the family episode of uh, X-Files. Yeah, it was, it was but, the worst but, possible But, but the really surprising thing about all that is although Tulsi shot up from there uh, and Kamala dropped a little bit, it basically came back to nothing. You yeah, know, Kamala, it leveled out. Kamala is back in fourth place where, where she seems like she's going to end up. And Tulsi is pretty much nowhere to be seen and didn't even qualify for the third debate. Um, I know, which the, is sad because I wanted her to send someone else to the shadow but, realm. But the more, but the, pro, the the probable thing is I think she made a move for the vice presidency. And that's what I think she did. If she got, there was this chink essentially in Joe Biden's armor in that in that debate there that was really brought out front and was like going to be a place where Kamala and Biden could continue to like poke through. And I think, and I think Tulsi basically just took that one for the team more or less to say, and I think she's pretty, she's a great, I think she's a pretty good pick for uh, a vice presidential candidate. You if, know? if you're anyone except for Kamala Harris. Well, if you're, well, yeah, but I think Kamala Harris doesn't have her, isn't going to make it. Um, the other I thing agree. that's interesting to say about Tulsi is I think, uh, it, she is extremely anti-war. She fought in the war on terror, and she, she, due to that experience, her personal experience with all that, she's very, very anti-foreign war. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, which is good and bad foreign policy. Yep. So, anyway, let's move on uh, to... It's like you shouldn't pick an extreme in foreign policy. Like, there are some wars worth fighting, and there are some wars not worth fighting. Yeah. It seems like that seems to be a more accurate way to deal with foreign well, policy. Well, people that just say war is always wrong are stupid. Sure, yeah. They're really, really stupid. Yeah. We can get into that in another episode. That's maybe. another we episode. We haven't really, like, just... We haven't ever talked about that war, though. We haven't talked about war or foreign policy. Yeah, that would be good. Okay. Um, so, let's talk about another somebody that's going nowhere. Uh, Booker? Beto? Uh, I was going to say Marianne Williamson. Uh, There's not a whole lot to say. She believes in magic, and she, she's an absolute delight. Do, does it does it matter if you're not going to be president if you're queen of the universe? Yeah, Marianne exactly. Williamson. If I you're mean, the fey queen of the, of the, of the beyond realm, realm yeah. then 
You're good. If all Go the woodland it. creatures will do your bidding, I mean, what do you need? That's exactly right. If you if you can paint with all the colors of the wind without drugs, right? Then you are Marianne <laughs> Williamson. Not a single drug. And uh, she's so much fun to have on stage because the other candidates are like. President Trump is a racist, and she's like, President Trump does voodoo. And you're like, I like what she's smoking, man. I, I don't know what she's talking about, but I definitely will vote for it. Anyway, um, there's the dark mystical forces. You know, she said some things, pretend, perhaps not due to a lot of reflection, but just due to her kind of empathic nature that uh, uh, were kind of accurate. Yeah. But she's going nowhere, no. is the long story short. So yep. let's I, move on to her. Yeah. Or, uh, from her. From her. Okay. I think you could take, I think we could talk about Beto... Booker and Buttigieg. Beto, uh, Booker, and Buttigieg. Yeah. Um, so let's start with everybody's favorite washout rock star. Beto? Beto. Yeah, that dude. Um, Beto O'Rourke. What's his real name? Do you remember? It's Robert. Like John. No, it's yeah, Robert. Robert? Yeah, it's Robert. Yeah, but um, he needed Beto to try and get the... Uh, well, to try and get the sympathy... The sympathy diversity points. No, no, absolutely he did. I, I think... I think I think I heard this on 538 that you know the fact that is the fact that he's going by Beto and not Robert is making it made a huge difference in his bid for the Senate seat in Texas. Really? Uh, yeah. They, I mean, they were just like saying, and they they play a little bit more into the they really dial into like race and uh, sex and how that impacts politics or gender. Probably is a better thing to say there. Yeah. Um, but like, so I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but I believe that 538 said it. Yeah, and I think and I think the thing is that there's definitely a group of people that definitely do believe that, and that is probably the contingent to people who would vote for Beto. Does yeah. that sort of make uh, by sense? The, yes, we do know that it's Beto. Yeah. Just say Beto one time to yourself and you realize it's more funner. That's true. Uh, he was pretty much the media's darling that's been absolutely crucified. Well, yeah, they loved yeah. him when he was going after Ted, uh, Cruz. Ted Cruz's Senate seat, right? Yep. The, he, was, he could do no wrong. He was the working man of the... the uh, border towns, yep. and he was absolutely their their sparkling sunchild. Yeah. And now that they're comparing him to uh, such ticking time bombs and general stinkers as Elizabeth Warren, they could the media could not care less about him. In fact, yep. they often take a moment to throw him under the bus. Yeah, bringing up old pictures of him in his band, showing like just his crazy journal that he wrote back in, you know, the olden days. His criminal record. And, like, I mean, Beto's had... Uh, he's obviously not a good candidate. Like, in, during the debate states, he was asked a question in English, responded to it in Spanish, and it was not on topic. Yeah, no, he, his answer wasn't even on topic in Spanish, and he's just like, pander, 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 pander. He's the pander panda. He, yeah, and so I, I think I think it's pretty obvious that Beto is is sunk, but I yeah, I, I think he actually to... is making it to the third debate. He probably will. Right, which he, I he should stick to drunk driving and skateboarding though. Nice, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, he... they did uh, they did unearth his DUI too, didn't they? That yeah, was funny. Well, it was it was a DUI hit and run? Yeah, exactly. And so anyway, great guy. Well, you wanted to be a Kennedy. Uh. That's true. <laughs> no, no, no. You weren't supposed to. Yeah. It's so confusing. It is confusing. You weren't supposed to drink a bunch of liquor and then hurt someone in the car. You were supposed to hurt somebody in a car by falling into a giant body of liquid. Yeah, drunk. It's close, but close. not exactly right. Really oh. close. Really close. Anyhow. And you're supposed to be president before you do it. What yeah, are you thinking? Exactly. Well, okay. well Ted, or, Ted was never president. That's but. true. You're supposed to be whatever the thing is that isn't president but close to it. Ted, Gen Ted like Kennedy killed a girl. Yeah. Ted Kennedy killed a girl. Go watch that movie that has Jim Gaffigan in it yes, about that. Yes, do. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I actually tried to watch that movie. I, uh, Chappaquiddick is the name of it. I tried to watch that by myself. 
impossible. It is so sad and like depressing on so many levels. Yeah. And I was already not in a great mood that day and I watched that and I was like, oh, life does have no purpose and we all die in the end. You know, it was just so wrenchful. So yeah. watch it with the right group of people. But anyway. Um, and, and maybe a support animal. Maybe a support uh, animal. If you're like, if you're an absolute man child. Maybe like a support panda. A support panda panda. Get Beto to come over and watch Chavaquitic. Get him to um, watch it with you. So uh, let's Booker. move on to, to uh, Cory Booker. Or and maybe Buttigieg. Buttigieg is definitely lower, I think, in the polls. Okay. Buttigieg said some really fancy words that I could do, and everyone knows it because I'm very good at pronunciating. And pronunciating? <laughs> yeah. And he he's a very slick talker. Um, and he actually, I, 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 let, let's give him a little bit of the doubt. When he came out, he was a pretty moderate dude. Wait, do you mean came out as gay or no, came no, out? No, no, came out onto the presidential debate. Uh-oh. Uh, he was a pretty moderate dude, and I think he got a pretty big spike because of that. Like, people were actually kind of interested in what he had to say. Cause yeah, he, he was wasn't the one who saying... was like, they were like, everyone was losing their mind about Chick-fil-A. Right. And we're not even going to get into the Popeye's debacle. Right. Um, but eat freedom chicken. Right. But at any rate... Everyone was losing their mind about um, Chick-fil-A because... And he was like, I'm gay, but Chick-fil-A makes a good sandwich. I'm going to eat at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and you're like, wow, that is a reasonable guy who doesn't want to play the the identity politics game. And, and then, then the more he talked, it was like... It sounds to me like if you ever saw a Chick-fil-A sandwich, you would try and exercise it right. using whatever weird version of the Bible you read. Yeah. Because he said some really horrible things about religion as well that were just... And but but I also said that people not who, true. people who said but also saying that people who didn't agree with him weren't Christians weren't Christians which, which is like, like I think that's so same, delightful I think this is the same thing that the bad people that you don't like said yeah. so who's right you know it's like anyway it, it's just super confusing and super it, it, look down your nose and I think that's the thing is Buttigieg is kind of tickled that more intellectual side on the Democratic Party um, he's you ever know, shrinking. Yeah, and I think he, I think he's gone too. I mean, like nobody we talked about, I think is really a contender in twenty twenty, including Cory Books a lot. Angry Eyes, Cory Booker. He uh, literally the only, as far as I know, uh, member of the Senate to refer to himself as Spartacus in a speech. Yes. So when he unveiled some documents that were already in the public domain, I suppose this is my Spartacus moment. Uh, yeah. Then he jumped into the pit and fought a tiger, and it was. That was real. I thought that was a Spartacus moment. So personally. goofy. Uh, yeah. Cory Booker cannot miss an opportunity to, to try and try and allocate favor to himself from the um, black members of the Democratic voting bloc. Yeah, and it's weird because I, I, I guess he is black. I can't tell. The point is that he, none of his actions would lead you to believe that. He's like your weird uncle who's, like, trying to overcorrect and not be racist. Yeah. It's, it's, he's just so unlikable yeah. and so dishonest uh, it, that none of it comes out as sincere. Yeah. It, it, it's almost like he's one of the guys that's never had his own thought. And he and Beto O'Rourke, while we're at it, not only said that Donald Trump was racist, but said that he was actively white supremacist. Yeah. Which is just like, dude, I, I'm going to need a little evidence. And their evidence is always, it's clear from the things that he says. Yeah. That it's like, uh, that, unless he said that black people were incapable of being part of white society due to uh, endemic issues with their genetics then he's not a white supremacist. And I don't think I've ever heard uh, Trump say anything even remotely approaching that. I, I've, you know, I actually think that's like, 
I'm, I'm reading through Richard Dawkins' The God Delusion right now. Okay. Um, and he actually makes a similar argument where he simply just goes, uh, like, you know, uh, natural selection is clearly proven that, you know, there is no need for design within nature. And then goes and then goes on to on to never answer why, never clearly explain what that is, and then blame religious people for something dumb they did. Yeah. And I'm just and in the entire time I'm reading, I'm like, dude, look, I wanna I wanna know this. Like I wanna know your argument. I wanna see what you have to say. And if you're right, I wanna listen to it. You it's, know it, it's the faux intellectual exercise of making a claim that you can't justify and then pontificating on top of that claim. Yeah. But until exactly. you can make that claim rock solid, really what you're doing is an exercise in little more than um, self-pleasure let's put it that way because right because it's easy if you can assume any premise to come up with a, a scaffolding to place on top of it to reach loftier seeming higher goals and higher ideas right but you really haven't done anything strenuous the point is to plant your scaffold in bedrock and build it up yeah and, and so there's absolutely none of that logical consistency or, or um, moral fortitude taking place in an argument that would simply say that Trump is a white supremacist yeah, and I, I, I think... Now, you could say he said racist things, and I'll agree with you. Sure. But that's not one of them. That's not in his in his skill set. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're now to the big four. The big four? The big four, in my opinion. I mean, I guess we could talk about Julian Castro. I don't think he has a chance. Nah. Uh, does Bill de Blasio have a chance? I don't think so. He's going to go be governor of New York again. The, it, even his state doesn't want him. Jill, Gillibrand's gone and never had a prayer anyway. Klobuchar's gone or soon to be gone? I, honestly, I haven't heard any news. Um, I mean, maybe she'll throw a binder at me for saying that. But <laughs> um, Oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. But there's uh, this one lady named Kamala. Kamala Harris. And we've talked about her a lot already. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have a platform, really. And that's the thing is like Kamala really isn't sticking to her guns on anything and will flip flop on you know issues pretty quickly. Her healthcare uh, stance, whether she was Medicare for all, keep your own insurance, not keep your own insurance, literally days. Yeah, she flip flopped like six or seven times in a matter of three days. Yeah, insanity. So I think I think she's gotten exactly and you know she's a prosecutor with one with not even one term in the Senate. She doesn't have a lot of experience, um, you know and. Quite honestly, I just don't. I just don't see it working out for her. Um, she, she seems like she's the tough talker, kind of the steady hand at the wheel. But I think I think Tulsi Gabbard showed everybody that she's a she hypocrite. Wasn't. Yeah. And that when you point out the fact that she's a hypocrite, her comeback is to melt into a puddle. Right. And pour herself into a pitcher and roll off the stage. Say I'm melting. Please come save me. You yeah. Know? So, um, I, I think I think she's fourth. She's going to be fourth, and she's not going to move past fourth. Yep. Um. Surprisingly, third place, Bernie Sanders. Yep. yep. The, uh, the, uh, the runner-up in last year's, or in 2016's presidential nomination. Uh, he's a crazy socialist. He's, he's crazy, and he's also very old. And I think those are coming back to hurt him a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, think, I think people are looking for someone electable to go against Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, which we'll definitely touch when we get to Biden. And someone that screams socialism <laughs> isn't exactly that character. Yeah. That and sort of makes sense. You know sense. what? People say that there's a problem with 
bringing health and age into politics? Maybe, maybe not. The truth of the matter is, is that it's a hard job. I mean, Obama aged rapidly. Bush, Bush aged did. rapidly. I, I don't think we over had, those I don't eight think we years. know right now, like how to how to handle that question because we haven't had people that have had that cognitive ability at that age until now. Sure. You know what I mean? I like. I think it's a new. I, I think we have. Well, we're living so much longer than we have. We actually need some good science to tell us what we're capable of. And we'll get into Joe Biden when we talk more about that. But I'll just say that it's not necessarily dispositive that age doesn't matter. Sure. And when you look at Trump compared to Bernie, one of them looks like lithium mixed with Tylenol PM and one of them looks like Viagra and I'll yeah. be honest they both have their downside but like right. you probably take the Viagra <laughs> like I, I just don't see as just depends if you're into the uh, the uh, the reality TV show or not right? yeah I guess so, so. Yeah. I guess so but one one puts you to sleep uh, there's not a whole lot to say. Bernie's an absolute loon. His his economics don't make is sense. so backwards. He lies about whether or not you'll be able to keep your own health insurance until he got pressed, pressed, pressed in a press conference. Yeah. Um, they're, they're all dishonest about it. Socialism will ruin this country. It's ruined every country where it's been tried. The worst economies, the worst industries in America are the industries that employ uh, a bunch of socialistic tendencies like healthcare. Uh, it, it's going to be a disaster if he gets into the White House. Yeah. Um, and I will say this, um, I think this just proves the power of long-form conversation. Uh, go listen to his three-hour or maybe two-hour interview with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, and yeah, go listen to him. Go listen to it from the horses. Mouth. And, and, and what, what I really am saying here is, like, uh, all the horrible rhetoric you've heard about him online... He's a pretty down-to-earth guy when you can sit and, da- and talk to him. And, what, and I'm not defending his politics, but I'm just saying, like, man, if we had three hours of every candidate sit down and explain, and know they're going into it, and know they have to talk and take questions for that long one-on-one with somebody, our politics would be a whole different game. But we like, we like the pony show. That's you true. Know? And I think... And here's what I here's what I, I listened to Bernie saying. I was like, you know what? This is a guy that genuinely believes what he believes. I think he's wrong. I think he's dangerously wrong in some places. But he's not he's not evil or I'll, he's not he's not like being an evil, vicious, vile person out to get everybody. You know, he's a he's a down to earth person he's with just, ideas, and he's confused. He's just been well. He's been co-opted by some legitimately evil ideas. I think that's I think that's the right way to say it, Christopher. And I think that can happen to everyone if they're not careful. Exactly. But, but he's he's an, he's just a guy. He's not I I don't see anyone as the great satan. Um Right, but I left that 3-hour conversation going I was like so thankful for the opportunity to hear his ideas in full. Yeah. Instead of hearing the bite-sized pieces that you typically get. I wish so, Joe pushed him a little harder. I but, do too in some aspects. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Um, but that would be, th- and then I like, wish Joe put him in a rear naked, just so he knew what it was like. And that, but that's like the thing is like I wish that there was a, a more conservative version of Joe, yeah. because I would have loved to have heard that conversation from a more conservative person too. Yeah, and, and let's just be clear, uh, Bernie's a total hypocrite. He says yeah. he loves socialism and made millions of dollars off his capitalist book. Yeah, it's sold in a capitalist system, yeah. and then defended that. He goes, "You write a best-selling book, and you can make millions of dollars too." And it's like, uh, yeah, that's the that's capitalism, bud. So anyway, um, so moving on, as well. moving on to the woman version of Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren, if you ha- stop what you're doing, approach 
a media device. It could be the cell phone that you're listening to this program on. Mm -hmm. Google Elizabeth Warren dance <laughs> and just see if you can, one, keep your lunch down, and two, vote for the woman with a straight face afterwards. It's pretty funny. Oh, my God. It, well, it was a traditional one 2024th Cherokee dance. Uh, so I realize that I'm being culturally inappropriate when I bring that up, but uh, it's horrible. And Here, she didn't make one single drop of rain, so I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Here's the thing. Um, right now, Elizabeth Warren is she's promoting progressive politics, which is really what the core of the Democratic Party wants, but doesn't feel like they can get in this election. Sure. Right? Um, and so that's why she's second, I think. And the other thing is she... Um, she, she has these plans and she makes everybody feel intellectually smart. She, her, her campaign slogan basically is she has a plan for that. And right. she has, she's putting out a new plan every week, which I actually like from a certain stance is because I feel like we don't get enough of that from the candidates in the first place. I think some of her Some plans, people are like, are they wrong about stuff? I'm not sure. But right. Elizabeth Warren, you can very clearly go, oh, She's wrong about everything. Right. You which can, is nice. You can see where she's wrong. And I actually, and, and that, I, same thing like Joe's saying, I wish candidates were held to the fire more often. And I think putting out your plans would be one way to do that in a certain sense. Right. Um, but I, I think the thing that people really don't understand is like, not a lot of people are paying attention to politics right now, Chris. When she gets into the limelight, she's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And I mean, like, and that's the problem. And worse, Trump can beat her over the head that he tricked her into doing that DNA test. Right, exactly. And I mean, like, she is political suicide. And the fact that she's second, the only reason she's second is because nobody's paying attention right now. Right, and I, I, and I, I agree. And I really think, like, if she gets the nominee, like, that is Trump's... Trump is going to be so thrilled. And did you, you know, because that is the exact same person he, he, he went up against in 2016 and absolutely demolished her. Exactly. Um, uh, and and to be clear, she is not as effective as a politician as Hillary Clinton. Like, I think, yeah. Hillary, I think Hillary Clinton approaches evil much faster than Elizabeth Warren does, <laughs> just based on her record and all of her lies and all of the scandal there. Sure. Uh, but that being said, as far as uh, respecting someone's political ability and their acumen to navigate that world, she is not even close to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is uh, in some ways a genius in what she was able to accomplish and I mean to say that to have the level of scandal that was that she's had in her life if it's with her husband and uh, and all of the rape accusations not talking about Monica Lewinsky the other ones yep. uh, now there's the new Epstein stuff that he's tangled up in to a certain extent yep. uh, as far as having the world's greatest and most patriotic picture painted of him hanging in Epstein's rape island. It's it's amazing um, that Me Too happened. It's, it's amazing to think what would happen if Me Too had happened before the 2016 sure, sure. presidential campaign. But just the, to see the how fact, that would have impacted her. But yeah. And then there's Benghazi and the yep. emails. The fact yep, that yep, she's yep. wrapped up in all of this. Clinton meeting the uh, DA on the tarmac and all of this stuff. And then the fact that she still almost won the presidency. She's good at it. She's, she's good, good at, at it. what she does. Yep. So, and, and Elizabeth Warren is not her. Yep. Trump, uh, Trump stuck his hand up to the elbow in her back flap and operated her mouth like an absolute hand puppet. She was a Jim Henson creation when she took that oh, DNA test. yeah, no doubt. So I, I don't see her winning a general. And I know that the wonks, is, I'll refer to them, don't really care about that. Yeah. But once everybody... This is this is all it takes, is once it gets out in the, in, into, like, where everybody's paying attention, it goes, 
Isn't that the lady that took the DNA test? Yes. Like that, that that's how fast it's gonna and, flip. And this is this is where Elizabeth's more like Joe than like Bernie. Yeah. Uh, and, and here's the uh, we're talking about Trump being a Russian agent. Bernie's literally shirtless, drunk, singing the Soviet national anthem in a bar in Russia. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna live through that. But Bernie doesn't make as many gaffes. Bernie seems to I mean he just shouts socialism, but that's his shtick. Sure. Uh there's these horrible clips of Elizabeth dancing, there's the DNA test, she's she got jumbled up on the whole uh, single payer healthcare. There's the thing of her wringing her hands when she was when she was talking, talking about, about taking, taking other people's, people's money. Yeah. yeah. So she's a gaff machine, and yep. in that way, she's a lot more like Joe Biden, who is the world's largest walking gaff. Yeah. But her politics are a lot closer to Bernie. So let's transition over to Biden and wrap this thing up. I want to say I think there's not a lot to say on Biden. He yeah. is the safe pick. And that's what people want right now, is they want the safe person that can beat Trump, and that's why he's in the lead. Yeah. Full stop. And and, and the problem is, in his attempt to chase the heat and be the safe pick, he's getting pressure from the primary caucus to talk more about race. Right. And, more, and, and let's be honest about how dishonest Joe Biden is. This is, uh, this is the guy who said Mitt Romney was going to put y'all back in chains, yep. full stop, end quote. Yep, yep, yep. He is absolutely a panderer. He has no real convictions. He's running on the platform that he's not crazy and he can actually beat Donald Trump. But the truth of the matter is, is that maybe he's not actually like Bernie Sanders level insane, but he is a weather vane and he points wherever the wind is blowing. And what could possibly be more dangerous than that? Um, yeah, and I, I'll say this. I, I don't know who I'm voting for in 2020, and I'm pretty much 100% sure, certain I'm not voting for Trump. Okay. Um, I was, and I, this is a caveated statement but I, that I'm not going to make all of them right now. I was really hoping Biden would sell me on this. I was really hoping that a Democrat would come up and be like, guys, everything's crazy. We needed to kind of start talking to each other and being a nation again. And that Democrat would have gotten my vote. Yeah. 110%. And somebody somebody in my family would have been really mad at me, but I would have voted for that Democrat in a heartbeat. Because well, I, can't, I can't vote for Trump in good confidence. And there was a part of me that wanted Biden to be that person. And I I don't think it's happening. Like, I know that's his campaign, but I don't think he's really, really going on that um, message. And I think I think you see that in a lot of his policies and stuff sure. and a lot of the problems that he's had in the past and where he's gone from. But, and, and boy, he, I really wanted that to happen because I wanted there to be a good person string there. of gas. There's yeah. the busing thing, which, to be fair, I think Kamala was being, being illegitimate when she brought up. Very but much so. But there was that. There was... Uh, the, him touching young girls in really strange ways that made the media rounds. There's the fact there was that he's the, just not a good politician. Yeah, like, like he this was is the reading. third time he's run for president. Yeah, once because he plagiarized, he didn't make it, and the other time because he was a gaff. Like and, I mean, he's just not good at yeah, this. Yeah, he copied other people's speeches. He right. read out the the text message code as if it was a URL. He's just not a good candidate. He fumbles his words. The other day, he said he was in he was in like Vermont. He like said he loved Vermont when he was like in Dakota or something. Right. He's not a good politician. And yeah. so, um, at any rate, I don't see him making it. On top of that, that he panders. On top of it, he's dishonest. So, yeah. anyhow, I feel the same way. For me, I'm not a never-Trumper. So, I was I was Trump or sell-me Democrat. That was my stance. And I was with Buttigieg and Yang. Um, but Yang's not going to make it, and Buttigieg probably won't either, but lost me. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I, I know what you're paying, though. I'm not going to go in and cast a really happy vote for Trump. 
I want to um, see who the independents are right now. Sure. That, that's all I want to see because, like, I, I don't – I just don't think I can I, – I think I might as well consider myself as a never-Trumper because I don't think under any circumstance would I vote for Trump. Uh, so I, I, I would – and I don't think there's really many circumstances that I would vote for any Democrat in the field right now. So, I like – you know, take that as you will, but like, I just, I just don't think I can, go- in good confidence, vote for him. I'm ready for the independence too. That's what I voted last time, yep. uh, and it's probably what I'll vote again. That being the, said, but if see, you're, thing- if you're hold your nose and vote Trumper, I'm not. I don't think that's a, ba- I don't think that's a terrible thing, and I don't judge you for it. I think that's a rational point to take. Right. So. Well, and and for me, the reason I'd vote for Trump this time around is the purely logical lesser of two evils sure, campaign. Yeah. And I think he might still have my my vote in that regard, depending on who the independents are. Yep. I'm definitely not voting for anyone from the Green Party. I really, but, really want the independents. Some I definitely want someone like in the Libertarian Party or somebody to get that five percent of the vote and have to be considered a major party. I, I would love future. that. Yeah. I would. I, I could cast my vote for that. Yep. The thing is, though, that uh, when you talk about you know, well, we got to vote for Trump because of the conservative politics. Yeah, maybe, maybe I was with you, but this budget he just signed is absolute. Drivel. That that is one of the it's reasons. The... I, it, my number one thing, dude, that I cannot deal with in, in politics right now. It, the number one thing I think we have to change is like our spending. Like that's literally like the dividing line for me on everything. I don't care if you're going to tax me more. Fix spending. There's no economic conservatives right now. Exactly. And that's just that's nuts to me. Yeah. So anyway, that's the show. They all suck. They all just suck. Everybody sucks. And we man. told you at the beginning we were talking going to talk about the width and the breadth and the depth. Of the sucking. And the height. And I think we've done that. And the fourth dimensional chess. The girth. The girth. So anyway, um, don't vote. Don't vote. Start That's your own message. independent country. Secede from the union. Go, go, go. Just like California wants to. Um, Carl Pulistan. Carl <laughs> Coming to a, a deserted island near you. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. We've got a Facebook page. Go on iTunes. Rate us five stars. At Carl Pulling. Big shout out to listener uh, Joshua for leaving us a review this week. That was super cool. We appreciate that. Thank you, Joshua. You're a really cool dude, and we love you big time. Uh, email us at carlpooling at gmail.com. I'm at chrisxcarl on the socials. Hunter's at emotionalcarl. Shows at carlpooling on Facebook. Carl Pooling Podcast. Website's carlpooling.com. Uh, follow us. Love us. Give us your clicks. We need your clicks. We need That's your the clicks. only thing that gets me out of bed in the morning is your clicks. Yes. And the knowledge that somewhere out there in the ether right now there's somebody getting tested. I'm just not going to end the show so that maybe one day we'll stop that one. I will never stop that one.